Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. We share stories on the struggles and successes of real life, healthy living for the family. From easy ways to eat more colorful foods to finding your happy movement. Cut the baloney of the food shaming or the guilt of eating certain foods and keep the focus on making healthy habits that work for you. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. And I see this light bulb go off and they're like, oh, that's what it's like. Or, oh, I have this weekend where I didn't think about food, you know, every single meal. And that's what, you know, we've been working on. I get it. And those are the moments that is like so rewarding to me and almost like, I know it's going to sound so cheesy, but really gives me like goosebumps. Welcome back. I took a little break. Um, After I hit episode number 20, I thought, yeah, that's a good time to take a break and we'll call this season two or something like that. I'm just rolling with it. But this next episode is a good one and I cannot wait to share it with you because maybe you've heard the term intuitive eating. And there's another hot term similar to this called intuitive fasting. But wait, is that the same as intermittent fasting or am I getting that all confused? (laughs) So what is intuitive eating and what is all the hype about intuitive fasting? (laughs) I know it's intuitively confusing. Um, So I asked registered dietitian Elizabeth Beal for some help in clearing up all this confusion on these trendy topics. Uh, Elizabeth helps her clients understand the deeper meaning and reasoning behind the food choices. We talk about the science and the studies behind intuitive eating and why it seems to be catching so much attention. And we also divine intuitive fasting. So join us as we break down the confusing verbiage. Okay, well, how about you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Uh, my name is Elizabeth Steele, and I'm a registered and licensed dietitian. Um, I work with individuals uh, who are wanting to kind of get rid of the diet and eat more intuitively. And I started working more with individuals who have uh, disordered eating, eating disorders as well. Um, and that's my practice. I'm located currently in the state of Florida, but I'm licensed in the state of Ohio. So I'm working with those based out of Ohio and soon obtaining my Florida license to be able to work with those in the state of Florida. Yay! Your audience is a big audience because this is Mm -hmm. what people are looking for. Um, Mm -hmm. Intuitive eating is kind of becoming a trendy word. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will say yesterday uh, we were, we had the radio on. I was with my kids and the radio guy talked about mm-hmm. intuitive eating and, and uh, if he should do mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. uh, post on my Facebook page. And I was like, what? Huh? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I think it's gotten a big round of attention from yeah. our intuitive fasting versus mm-hmm. intuitive eating. It can kind of be yeah. very confusing. So do you yeah. want to? take the reins on that? Sure. Yep. So intuitive eating, um, you know, it, it kind of, 
I don't know where to start kind of, so I'll start here. Like it was, it's something that you're instinctively born with. And when I'm talking with clients who are kind of confused on it, I say, you know, it's really what you're born with. If you ever watch a child eat, they will eat when they're hungry and they stop when they're full. And as a society, we tend to say, oh, eat three more bites, eat four more bites, and kind of slowly but surely pushing away that intuitive eating um, and, you know, eating more based off of, oh, it's noon, I'm eating lunch. Oh, it's a celebration, I'm eating this, you know. Um, and so there's that aspect of it. And then intuitive eating was really well-researched in the um, early 90s by two dietitians. And they did a bunch of research and came out with these 10 principles. And I always say they're principles, they're not rules. Um, and they came out with these principles to really help guide people back to that um, natural, you know, instinct uh, that we have around food and really gauging our hunger and fullness. And what is that? And, you know, of course, nowadays, especially with like COVID, um, you know, eating with emotions and how do we do that? And, you know, um, all these concepts that, um, the diet world basically says you should not be, you know, really thinking about it. And in the diet world of this is what you should and should not be eating and intuitive eating is really saying, no, like you can eat what you want to eat, um, but just like understanding it more. Um, and I think that it's become kind of popular, as we know, a few weeks ago, maybe a month now, um, there was a certain celebrity that, that came out and um, mentioned intuitive fasting. And I took a little bit to think about this concept of like, why did they decide to come out with this? Like, this is just so confusing. And I read something and I cannot remember where I read it, but they were like, recently, um, you know, diet culture is really getting, quote unquote, beaten up a lot and people are starting to recognize it. And so we, they're, the diet world is kind of having to take a spin on it and you know, twist the words a little bit to make it look like, oh, no, 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 we're not diet. We are intuitive, but you can do it this way. And that's like so diet world and so diet culture. <laughs> um, and so that, you know, it's so confusing and it's really hard to have a clear message to um, individuals and like specifically my clients, uh, like when they're coming to me and asking me these questions and, you know, I want to teach about intuitive eating, but now they are like, oh, what is this intuitive fasting? And can I do that? And the message can just get real muddy sometimes, unfortunately. Um, and I don't know if I'm making it any clear right now, um, but <laughs> that is, it is like really tricky right now, I feel, because also we have social media at the tip of our fingers, you know, literally, we can just look something up and um, start doing it. And that just makes it even, even more difficult. Yes. I don't know if that was helpful or not. <laughs> I love it. Um, so in Cliff Notes version, intuitive mm -hmm. fasting is not a thing. Intuitive eating mm -hmm. is eating like a kid again, right? Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Um, that is a great version. I can sometimes ramble on, so <laughs> and just be like, stop talking. <laughs> no, no, because there is so much that goes to it. And mm -hmm. it is funny how the diet culture there were you know, a billion dollar industry. And then they were mm -hmm. like, whoa, 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 we're not making as much money uh, because right. this over here, this thing called intuitive eating is getting some attention and working right. for people. So, right. oh, yes. Um, exactly. So, yep. And so they just decided to mash the two words together and make it very confusing. Um, 
And I actually, when this came out, I did a post. Um, I recently joined TikTok, and I have to say it is one of my guilty pleasures. I do enjoy it. There's a lot of interesting chatter, though, in the diet world on there that can be a little triggering. Um, but I did do one about talking about the difference of intuitive eating versus intuitive fasting. And I unfortunately got a lot of uh, harsh comments really? about it oh. and saying, like, you don't know what you're talking about. And, like, their intuitive fasting is the next great thing. And there's no such thing as intuitive eating. And I'm over here, you know, dietitian hat on. Like, no, there's tons of research on it. There's meta uh, analysis on it. Like, there's so much on it. So it's just really frustrating at times. <laughs> I mean, intuitive eating has probably 25, 30 years maybe yeah. more of mm -hmm. science-based research within of how the program actually works. So Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so, so <laughs> sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I mean, that's part of it. You know, it's coming out against, you know, certain things that it's a little uncomfortable. But at the same time, I want to be able to, you know, show people what is the, the right thing, you know, or like the thing that is like the fact um, more than anything. Right. And mm -hmm. within those realms of what they're doing with intuitive fasting, it's basically mm -hmm. just fasting. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but intuitively, <laughs> I kind of have to laugh at that because I'm like, um, I don't really know how that makes sense. Um, I, I will say I have not read the book, um, and he, it was like developed with a doctor. Um, okay. I have not looked into, um, the doctor either. So that is on my to-do list of things. Um, I've read, um, some articles about the publication that came out and I have done that research, but I have not fully read the book. So I, I plan on reading it more okay. and getting, um, and kind of seeing where it was derived from. Um, but I do want to say that I have not read the book about it. Interesting. Yeah, I mm -hmm. guess I probably would be interested to to hear the full the full concept too, because I sometimes feel these little principles or tiny nibbits of the intuitive fasting. It's deep down mm -hmm. in there, and they're just giving it a new name too, pulling it off as that rebranding. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and trying to fit the agenda um, of what they want their consumer to think. And I don't, you know, I mean, that's the world of marketing and business. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense. But that's where, as dietitians, we have to stand up and say, no, no, no. This is actually what is going on. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So you, you help with intuitive eaters and also disordered eating. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. I do. Yes. Um, and disordered eating, do we kind of go into that a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. um, so disordered eating is different than an eating disorder. It's more disordered eating, unfortunately, has become very normal in our society. And when I'm working with individuals and I'm talking to them about some of their eating habits and what they're doing in a day, and they're telling me, like, I can only eat between this time and this time. Um, and I can only eat like this food and I avoid this food. That's more of that disordered eating approach. Um, and that's where intuitive eating can kind of come in. And I start working with them and saying, okay, you know, um, let's think about, you know, this in an intuitive way. And, um, how are you feeling? Are you physically hungry at this time? And 
you know, those sort of questions to get them kind of out of that disordered eating. And sometimes, like I said, it's so normalized that it's really hard to recognize um, what it is um, until you're working with a professional um, to kind of guide you and say like, oh, you know what, it's, um, it's not, you know, I don't like to use the term normal, but it's not normal to schedule your meal and you have to eat at this time. And that's a, a lot different than an eating disorder, um, which I won't go into that unless you want me to, but those are a, a very different, um, a very different compared to disordered eating, I would say. Right. It's it's kind of a learned habit that we just think mm-hmm. this is the way it should be. So you're, you're mm-hmm. putting the little uh, headlights on the habits and making people aware of like, no, this is not actually uh, mm-hmm. the, the way it should be. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And eating disorders are more of the mental illness that you, you know, really working with a professional that's trained, um, therapists, of course, as well. And if needed, doctors um, to, you know, get to a place that's, a li- which is a little bit, quite a bit different than the disordered eating. But again, it's one of those things that, and I've seen, like I mentioned earlier, like on TikTok, some of that verbiage can get sometimes jumbled up a little bit, unfortunately. Um, but um so it's, I think it's important to that there is a distinction between disordered eating and an eating disorder. Totally. And a lot of these disordered eating habits uh, mm-hmm. are why people want to become intuitive eaters because they want mm-hmm. to do away with all the nonsense, too. Exactly. Exactly. I see that a lot. <laughs> um, so what is one area that you keep on having to repeat within whether it's your post or your program for your clients Mm -hmm. um i would say the one area that i really have to keep repeating is probably the again kind of going back to the language being used of like the good or bad food mentality i talk a lot about that with my clients they'll constantly say well i can't eat this because it's bad and i can't do um, and I can't eat this, and I can't eat this because it's good. And kind of breaking down that, whenever I start to break down that, I feel like they start to understand maybe intuitive eating a little bit better. Um, and I also like along with that, it's the should or should not. Like I should be, you know, walking this amount, or I should not be, you know, consuming the ice cream. And saying like those are words that diet culture really loves, but that we don't have. To um, say because in intuitive eating, the there is no such thing as should and shouldn't and bad and good food. Um, and I say that a lot, which I I like to because I want to get the word out there. Um, but that is probably one thing that is most repeated in my practice and online. And it's hard. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I've been a dietitian for uh, maybe like how long has it been? Almost twenty years, seventeen and a half years mm-hmm. or so and you know mm-hmm. i i remember in the early years of writing content of like five foods you should not eat you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think we've all done that before <laughs> and it's like oh my gosh that's so embarrassing that i yes that. <laughs> i need to do that tiktok of like that shouldn't like the all those little yes. things where you're th- looking back of of the kind of the dumb things that you did so (laughs) exactly exactly but you know I think that goes back to our training 
Um, I know where I was trained, you know, we kind of have a class very similar to that, like teaching your clients this in the internship as well. And so I think that I definitely think that the intuitive eating movement is becoming stronger and louder. And hopefully that can start to, um, you know, go into uh, some of the internship programs and just the uh, learning of nutrition in general. I remember one of my favorite classes. I think it was like mm-hmm. a counseling class that I did in my last year of, di- of the dietetic program. And we mm-hmm. had to read intuitive eating, probably one of the first editions mm. that it was. Did yeah. did you, was that into your core? Uh, no. Okay. Nope. I know. Yeah. So the only class that I ever took uh, remotely would be motivational interviewing. Okay. And that was all. And it's actually funny. I have interns um, that I work with um, and I have one right now. And she, you know, has been sitting in on my consults and she's like, where are you learning about this intuitive eating and where, how do you learn? And I'm like, honestly, you know, it's been basically on my own and it's my um, own time spent learning this. I was not taught this in my internship and I did my internship years ago. So, I mean, not too long ago at all. Um, and so it's kind of interesting, you know, why, why we aren't, you know, kind of shifting gears that way. But, um, I was kind of thinking of, because I recently saw a post on social media and it was like, when is, as the dietitian, you know, we were like, we were the kind of the people like to help individuals with like heart disease and diabetes and like this, these, as we know, like medical nutrition therapy type of help. And are we going too far, you know, towards the intuitive eating? And is it getting too therapeutic versus helping people? So I always have this, like, internal conflict with myself. Um, And I don't know if you ever feel that way. Like, I want to teach people about intuitive eating, but if they are suffering with diabetes, I want to help them. You know, like, I constantly have that internal struggle. And I don't know if you ever feel that or not. That's just me and my, uh, (laughs) what I'm thinking. No, 100% because you still have that diabetes intuition of mm-hmm. of looking at the medical aspect of them and trying to heal their body with food whether it be lowering their blood sugar or blood pressure or whatever it may be I feel like those mm-hmm. uh, concepts are so important that we still need to that our mind is still looking at within that so um, okay. yeah it's it's hard. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It very much is. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, I'm pretty impressed that my t- 20 years ago, my college class <laughs> started with uh, the book Intuitive Eating. And, and thanks to those two dietitians that started yes. their research exactly. and their books, workbooks, mm-hmm. uh, programs, intuitive eating programs, um, I think just really jump started and made some noise in mm-hmm. the diet world for sure. Exactly. Yep. I completely agree. And yeah, that's amazing, you know, that you were reading that book because (laughs) we were not. (laughs) Literally, I would say 2003, 2002, I would, I would put a date onto that on where, on the year that I read that. So isn't that fun to hear? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Go Iowa State. That's where I went. So, (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I went to Ohio State, um, and I feel like I had to emphasize that. And, you know, I mean, like, that's a big university with a lot of research coming out of it. And not that that's saying anything, but you would think, like, a program like that, they would. Um, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I will have to share one of my favorite 
post that mm-hmm. you have and okay. it comes from a client. I love this so much. I think this might have been like, oh yeah, I need to talk to her. Um, okay, so this is from your client, Hannah, and she says, mm-hmm. I had such a wonderful experience with Elizabeth. Having a session with her has really changed my relationship with food. I have tried so many restrictive diets in the past and none of them have ever worked. I always mm-hmm. felt sluggish and had a very black and white view on food. Ooh, she... Mm-hmm put so much in there. Um, yes. That's so sweet of me to read that. Everyone almost made me tear up when you were talking about it. <laughs> right? Um, this is why we do what we do, right? To, to mm-hmm. help people exactly. to hear that. And when you have clients saying that they, you pretty much changed their life. I mean, you like mm-hmm. turn the key for them <laughs> to just like, okay, I can let go of mm-hmm. my disordered eating habits. I can let, mm-hmm. I can find peace with food and above. Mm-hmm. So what are some highlights mm-hmm. that you have uh, come upon with your clients? Yep. Um, and I don't know if it's life changing. I mean, <laughs> I, that's a like really big word, but that's it very is. sweet that you say that. But, um, okay, I will but... cut in here too. Uh, <laughs> I think females need that though, you know? Yep. So, mm-hmm. okay, go ahead. I, I agree with that. <laughs> yep. I actually was meeting with a client last night and she had that very disordered eating view. And it was, and I actually said this, I'm in my sessions, I am very transparent, but I'm also very like, I will confront you and some of the things that you're thinking with food. And I'll be like, well, why, you know, like that is just my personality. That's how I was kind of trained. And, um, when I was talking with this client specifically, you know, it was almost, and I said this where I said, it's almost like you needed my permission in a way to say, you don't have to eat like this. And like, you almost saw the relief just kind of go through her when I said that. And so I love that. Like, that's amazing. But I also like, I can, I'm thinking out to some of my clients where it is sometimes not easy that I can say it and it's just okay. But the the clients that it's like I'm working with them for several months and, you know, okay, these are the concepts of intuitive eating. This is what we're trying to get at, you know, meeting you where you're at, trying different things. And then like a few weeks in or a month or two in and I see this light bulb go off and they're like, oh, that's what it's like. Or, oh, I have this weekend where I didn't think about food, you know, every single meal. And that's what, you know, we've been working on. I get it. And those are the moments that is like so rewarding to me and almost like, I know it's going to sound so cheesy, but really give me like goosebumps, like thinking on to those clients. And I think that's, you know, I didn't know going into the profession, it would be like that. But like, I love to see you said like about women, like it, it is like a, you know, as a woman, we've been told so many things, um, read so many things about what we should, shouldn't be doing. And sometimes you know, when you're working with another woman and she's like, or I'm like, okay, this is, you know, it's okay to eat like this and it's okay to want this. And it's, I, I don't know. That's where it kind of is really rewarding. <laughs> well, and, and food, um, some people can, we think about food a lot. It's, it can be mm-hmm. an addiction to food and unlike mm-hmm. alcohol or drugs, you can't just, mm-hmm get it out of your life. You have to eat. Right. So the the number of times we think about food is an unsurable amount throughout the day. So to have that calmness relief um, mm-hmm. makes 
each and every day better. And that's where yeah. you play your part. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, very sweet of you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. So how are you, uh, what do you have to offer for clients and how can they connect with you? Mm-hmm. Um, so I offer a few different things. I have a few like pre-recorded courses that I really like that are basically uh, basics of nutrition. I have that. I also do a plate method course. I really find that the plate method is really great for those individuals who are wanting to eat intuitively, but not necessarily ready to let go of the diet world. So it's kind of like a good in between. So I have a course on that. I have a basic self-guided intuitive eating course as well. Um, Those are kind of the courses, but I do offer personalized one-on-one nutrition services. Um, We can meet one time. I also offer different packages for like monthly, three months. Um, and then I also do really, you know, if you're wanting to do something long-term, I have custom um, packages as well. And I've also just started a sliding scale for payments um, because I don't accept insurance. So I found that having, you know, a sliding scale has been kind of helpful to be able to reach more people because that's ultimately, ultimately my goal. I don't want someone to feel that they can't meet with a dietitian um, because of cost. Um, and so that's, that's um, my services that I offer. Thank you for allowing me to share that. Wonderful. <laughs> and uh, feel free to share your social media page oh. or website. Yep. Yeah. So my website is uh, com, And my social media, my main one that I use is Instagram. Um, and that is elizabethbeal.rd.nutrition. Awesome. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of great information about there. You show the path. Uh, for finding like peace with food, it it, it gets messy. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks to you for having these resources where you can kind of clear out the clutter, clear the path mm-hmm. for your clients, and have more um, client uh, reviews like like Hannah's. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I guess I have our closing questions. Right, this is where mm-hmm. this is where the fun begins. Not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's start off with that. If you were in a TV show, which one would you be in? So I really love the Marvel series. Like that's kind of my thing. So I would definitely say I was thinking about this. I was like, am I going to go food or which way? I think I'm going to go Marvel and I would love to be an extra in WandaVision <gasps> if they had ever made like a WandaVision too. Like I'm obsessed with that right now. So. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, my yes. kids are, we watched that and mm-hmm. we are going through all the Marvel movies right now. Um, yes, I would be definitely in WandaVision if I could. <laughs> I love it. You would fit perfectly in my family. <laughs> uh, what is one food someone has said a dietitian eats that? <laughs> um, I would have to say pizza. Um, and that's actually really funny that you brought that up because I had a client yesterday and I typically don't put myself like when I'm talking with individuals, I don't talk about, you know, my eating habits. Like there's no reason to because, you know, mine are my habits and they're their habits, you know. Um, and she made a comment about pizza and I can't eat that. And I just didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, I had pizza last night for dinner. And she was like, you had pizza for dinner? And I was like, yep, yep. And she was like, oh, you eat that? I'm like, yep. And so I think that's always catching people off guard when I say that. Oh, I'm holding back my laughter because that's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> like, 
Yep. So kind of in in terms of that, what's your favorite mm-hmm. feel good food? Oh, um, I really love tacos. Uh, I love how versatile they are, and I just love how they just are kind of fun, and you can make them different, like each one. So I know that's like tacos are very popular, but I, I since I was a child, I have loved tacos, and they just make me feel good. <laughs> that's a great pick. Their best or latest mm. book that they read? Yeah. So I'm uh, actually a very avid reader. Okay, um, good. It's one of probably my favorites. Um, so I, um, I recently, one of my favorite books is called uh, The Lilac Girls. It's, a, it's World War II themed. I love like historical um, themed books like that. Um, but I also read um, Educated and I would say that's probably one of my favorites of all time. Sorry, what so, was it called? Educated. Educated, um, yes. Okay. Yes. I forget. I'm terrible with all like Tara something, me, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely phenomenal book. I've read it a few times. Um, love that book. Yes. I listened okay. that to the audiobook and mm-hmm. I finished it in a couple days. Yes. Yes. That, that's a great one. That's a good one. Yes. I want that to be like a documentary. Do you, do you think it would be? I agree. Uh-huh. Yes. Whenever I get done with a book, I'm always like, oh, this should be a movie <laughs> or a documentary or something. I know. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yes. I'm reading um uh Believe It by Jamie Kern Lima. Okay. That that Is gal. It good? It's good. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um good. and she talks a lot of stuff in there about Oh, body image and not mm-hmm. having looking the certain way and it's really good. So I was just going to say, if I'm going more towards, like, those books, I love Body Kindness. I don't know if okay. you've read that one yet. No, I have not. Oh, I love that one. That's a very good one, too. Okay. All about, you know, positive body image, talking about, you know, eating and sleeping for our bodies. Like, it's really good. I actually probably recommend that book okay. multiple times a day to clients. So I used to listen to that podcast. Didn't she have a podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she does. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will check that one out, too. Awesome. Yeah. What do you love about being a dietitian? Mm. Um, I think it honestly changes almost probably every year. Like there's <laughs> something that, you know, makes me different or I think about things differently. But ultimately, I went in to become a dietitian to help people um, understand nutrition better. And I would say that just seeing people kind of like Hannah just be able to like help her and have her feel like I can eat food again and I don't have to have all this pressure around food or thinking about food all the time and just I know you know as a society we're under a lot of stress right now and I always tell my clients we're under a lot of stress the last thing you want is your food stressing you out too um and so I think just helping individuals um and being there to help them in this uh a lot like a small way but a big way at the same time so that I absolutely love that um you have so much to share and I will link your (laughs) your connections to get in contact with you and your blog and your intuitive eating course and nutrition one-on-one the plate method intuitive eating program and coaching Ooh, I'm looking through all this right now all the above (laughs) 
<laughs> well, thank you. I really appreciate this. This has been so much fun. It really has been. But now I have another RD friend on Instagram. So thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> So hopefully this conversation helps declutter the confusion between intuitive eating versus fasting. And as this idea becomes more mainstream with diet culture in the background, I hope it brings more light to the topic as we hear these voices from dietitians like Elizabeth. Her ideas, knowledge solidifies why intuitive eating works and how it can work for life. I just love hearing client testimonials like Elizabeth's, and it is the reason why I love to bring other dietitians on to share their message for more people to hear. You guys, thank you so much for listening and share with a friend. But until next time, we will see you back at the Daily Dietitian Podcast.